Shabbos Dav Kuf Mem Aleph. Today's email comes to us from Asher Eimer. Hi, I wanted to express my gratitude to Hashem and to tell you that I appreciate the Eimer Daf and the full Shir every day. It's Mamish again, Aiden in this world. Thank you very much, and I wish you lots of atzlocha. Asher, one more from Ruven Turk from Yerushalayim. I've been watching your Daf Yomi Shir on YouTube for the past four months since the coronavirus has kept us at home pretty much full time. Your enthusiasm and motivation is a constant inspiration to me and to all your regular followers that follow Daf on a regular basis. Made Aliyah 18 months ago. Ruven Turk, Yerushalayim. Thank you. Typically, says the Mishnah, hay is mukta because it's designated for fuel. So therefore, if you have hay on your bed and you want to lay it out smoothly, you shouldn't touch it with your hands, but you can do it with your shoulder, with the rest of your body. Tiltul minatad, tiltul baguf. If you show that you designated it as a bed by putting up a pillow, a sheet, then you're allowed to move it with your hands. There's something called a machbeish. It presses the clothing. And there's two types. There's one for individuals, for a homeowner, so the way it works, you push down the upper board and you put a peg in to hold it in place. You're permitted on Shabbos to remove the pegs, lift it up, take your clothes out. But it's also to put your clothes in and present because they'll only be ready tomorrow after Shabbos. And it's also to do work for after Shabbos. Shalkoifsim, meaning the professional one for the dry cleaners, it's also to even touch it. Review this says, if it started opening before Shabbos, you're allowed to continue the process, separating it and taking out your clothes. Reverend Nachman says, if you have a detached radish and it, you put it in the ground to store it, depends what side up. If you put it with the pointy side down and by removing the radish, you're not disturbing the dirt, you're mutter to take it out on Shabbos. But if it's upside down, when you take it out, it disturbs the dirt, that's also. Rav Nachman obviously doesn't hold like our Mishnah of Tiltal Minatzad. Rav Yudas says it's permitted to crush a pepper on Shabbos, provided that you do two things differently than in the weekday. You take the handle of the knife versus the knife itself and crush it with the handle. And you don't do it in a mortar and pestle, rather you do it in a bowl. And you can only do one pepper. Rabbi says, if you're already doing two shinuyim, you can do as many peppers as you want. Revita says, if you're swimming in a river, be careful not to come out of the river dripping wet because all that water is carrying and you'll be carrying in a caramelist, the edge of the river is a caramelist, you'll be carrying four amoks. So dry up and then come out. Going into the river and pushing the water for Ramas is not a consideration since it's koychai, it's his force, and there's no problem with koychai in a caramelist. If you have mud on your shoe, there's a four-way machloik, according to Abaya, you should scrape it off on the ground, but not on a wall, because on the wall, you're adding mud to the wall. It looks like you're building the wall. Rabbi says nobody builds with mud. Rather, you should do it on the wall, not on the ground, because on the ground, you might be filling in holes. Ashwiya gumas, and that's awesome. My brother, they're going to say, both of them are usur. Rav Papa says, both of them are mutter. In fact, it's ta'alacha, because we pass him, like Rav Shimon, Dovashin, and Miskavin, if you don't have intent, it's mutter. Rav says, a person shouldn't sit with something in his hands right next to the end of the mavi, close to the Rishasarabim, right by the lechi. That thing in your hand might fall out and roll into the Rishasarabim, you might come to get it, and that's a problem. You shouldn't take a barrel and tip it back and forth, back and forth, to make the ground underneath it smooth, that's a shuigumais. You're not allowed to put a rag that's moist into the opening of a bottle because you might come to squeeze the rag. If you have mud on your clothing, you could rub it from the inside of the clothing, but not from the outside. You could also take your nail and scrape it, provided that you leave a little film left there. I just want to point out that according to Rashi, if let's say you have dust on your clothing and you just wipe it off and there's nothing left on your clothing, you're over a uh, iser da iraisa.
Rabbi says that if you have mud on your shoe, you could scrape off a brand new shoe with the edge of a knife, but not an older shoe because you might take a piece of the leather off, and that's an Isra Memache. Ahu Saba typically means Eliyahu Novi. He argues and he says, not even on a new shoe. If you want to anoint your foot with oil, if you do it while it's in a shoe, that's also because the oil will go and it will better the shoe, it will be ma'abed the shoe, it will tan the shoe. If your foot is outside of the shoe and you put just enough to polish the shoe, but you have no intent to polish the shoe, that's okay. But if you put enough oil on your foot to tan the shoe, then it's also for you to put your foot into the shoe, even if you have no intent to tan it. It's also to go outside with a very large shoe. It might fall off your foot and you'll come to carry it. But a very large piece of clothing, garment, won't fall off, and therefore you're allowed to go out with larger clothing. It's also for a woman to go outside with a ripped shoe. People will make fun of her, and she'll come to remove her shoe and walk in the Rishasurabim with her shoe. And therefore it's also to do chalitza with a ripped shoe, because it's not really a shoe. But if she did chalitza, she's yaitza b'di'evet. A woman should not go outside with a brand new shoe because it might not fit her properly and she'll remove it. But if she walked with it Arab Shabbos, even momentarily, then it's mother for her to go out with it on Shabbos. If you have a shoe on a shoe form and it's really tight on the shoe form and it's a completed product, according to Chachamim, even though the shoemaker didn't remove it, it's considered a shoe and it's makabal tumah and it's not mukta. According to Rebeleza, since the shoemaker didn't remove it, it is not a shoe, it's not a kli, it's not makabal tumah, and it is mukta. What if it's not on the shoe form very tightly? So according to Abayu holds that the shoe form is a klishim alaktal iser, and a klishim alaktal iser, according to Abayu, cannot be moved even though you need the room inside the shoe, you want to take the shoe out, says Abayu, therefore, if it's only there very lightly, then according to Chachamim, there's no iser. According to Rava, since you're allowed to move a klishim alaktal iser, if it was on very lightly, even Rebbe Liyazer would admit that as if it's off the shoe form, and therefore it's a completed kli, and it's mekabal tumah, and it's not mukta. With that we finish Perek Toilet. The next Perek is called Noitel Noitel. It's re- referring to a person, Noitel Adam is benai. he can carry his son, even though his son is holding a mukta object like a stone. It's talking about in his private domain, he's lifting up the son. Says the Gemara, we're talking about when the son is crying, and we're concerned he'll get sick over this, not a Chacham relaxed the restriction of carrying the muksa in that situation. But if the son is holding money, we're concerned that the son will drop the money and the father will go and pick it up. If the son is holding a wallet and he carried him outside, we have the concept of live person, assist in carrying him, so he's not chayv on the son, but he's chayv on the wallet. And the wallet does not become bottle, nobody's mevat of the wallet to the child. Now, we have a similar halacha that if a person carries somebody else on his shoulder, and if that person is wearing clothing, he's not high for the clothing, because the person he's carrying is wearing the clothing. But if the person he's carrying is holding clothing in his hand, then the person carrying him is high on the clothing as well. If you have a dead baby, with a wallet, he's potter midaraisa like Rav Shimon, who holds the malacha gufa, since you don't want to take the dead baby out of the house, you just don't want him in the house, therefore you're a potter. And the wallet itself, he's not machshavit at all at that point because it's bottled to the baby, or it's not the way to carry a purse. Have a wonderful day.